Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now my name ring bells. All across the world, so my name ring bells. Welcome to Fade the Booth with your host, the best deep threat ever, Deshaun Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is the one and only Deshaun Jackson, and you're now tuned in to Fade the Booth. I got my main man, man, the one and only, Mr. Lil Wayne. What's up, bro? How you been, man? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about you? Hey, come on, man. I'm blessed, bro. I, I ain't seen you in a while, man. You know, we usually be in Miami. We got all this quarantine stuff going on, man. <laughs> Last time I seen was like two years ago in, in Club Live, man. Man, don't even bring Club, man. Club Live. Wish it could be Club Live right now, man. <laughs> hey, man. T- talk to me about uh, what you've been doing during this quarantine, man, and, what, and what's been going on. And how, how has it been, um, you know, complicated or strategic for you and your, and your field and your world? Man. I can't, before I say anything, I got to thank God because I'm blessed. I ain't going to front. You know, I'm blessed, man. I know they got people really, you know what I mean, dealing with some real things out there. So, me, I can't complain about nothing but uh, things, nothing. Truthfully, bro, uh, what they say, I, I, I haven't complained about nothing, honestly, like on wood. But probably got pulled over or something because it was curfew. Once they know, as they ask me what you're doing, they already know, they already know my route from here to the studio. Right. So they already know, oh, it's just you go to the studio. That's about to add nothing more, no more, no less, man. I work so much. And I'm even when it first started, Mac, you know, Mac had a joke. When everything first started, Mac had a joke. My bro Mac, he had a joke. He was like, you know, you've been quarantined, you've been doing this forever. So that's why I kind of really, you know, I just where I go to work at home. That's about it. Me and right. the kids, we chill. Now that's of course for the kids, it's been tough. Yeah. I already know they gotta do the, the, the zoom. Yeah, the virtual shit. <laughs> Uh, this they they feeling like man, do we really have to do this? Why do do we have to do it at this time? Why the teacher can't just record it? I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, nah, that that's real, man. Shit, I I got kids as well too, and I I know you know being a kid, you want to go outside, you want to play with your friends, you want to do all the things and above. So right now, it's definitely a challenge for them, man. But like you said, for yourself. Man, like one thing I admired about you since day one, man, you always been locked in and zoomed into your craft, bro. And I, I respected that because I feel like all the great ones have a niche about themselves. And, uh, you know, you, since I met you, shit, I used to come to the studio and shit, I used to wait in the room for about two, three hours sometimes before we even rocked out and hung out just because you was in the recording. So you know, that mentality bro. for you, you, like you said, you've been in quarantine mode, bro. And I respect you and salute you for that. Man, honestly, bro, uh, you, you, you know, without any furthermore, man, I, I gotta go on and, just put this out there. I'm sure everybody knows, but you know, you won't you won't fade the booth, man, with Deshaun Jackson. And I got I gotta pump you up because at the end of the day, you you a big deal, bro. You got five Grammys. You won five Grammys, 11 BT awards, four Billboard Awards, and eight NAACP image awards. And then another cool stat about you, and this should I didn't even notice until I did my homework and my research. In 2012, you surpassed Elvis Presley, bro. Yeah. How, like, like, man, t- like, honestly, bro, and t- t- talk to me about, I mean, because I know, man, you've been rapping since you eight years old, 14 years old. I, you know, yeah. you've been in the game since a, a young dog and you've always been the big dog. Like, for, for, for you, what was that like, man, going throughout the, the process and, you know, to surpass Elvis, bro? Like, talk to me a little bit about that. Man, um, first of all, the process, starting off so young, um, is starting off so young is, you can't blame it on nothing but natural, you know, it, it's nature, you know what I mean? Right. So that, that right there, that's the process, that makes the process nothing but progress. You know how you hear somebody say something like, oh, you, can't, you can't do nothing, they can't do nothing but get better from here. 
Right. That ain't always the truth. It's not always the truth about everything, but man, when it's something that's natural, you know what I mean? It's almost like insanity. The definition of insanity is somebody that does the same thing, expecting different results. Well, actually, to me, I mean, my own definition for progress is doing the same thing and and getting different results and getting better results. That's cool. That's the process right there. And as far as the Elvis Presley thing, man, the first thing I thought about when I when I got that um when I heard that when that happened, I thought about my grandmother Mercy, man. My grandmother Mercy, she was a real big Elvis fan. Right. Like, you know, do you know we black, so you already know my grandmother <laughs> talked about that boy like he was a like like he was a, a snack. You know what I mean? That boy you, <laughs> Elvis boy, Elvis better not boy. I catch Elvis boy. I catch so, you know what I mean? So that was the first thing I thought about, I was like, man, I'll be Elvis, man. What you talking about, man? So, right. As far as that, that was also awesome to me because you know I'm from the South, man. So exactly. I heard a lot of, there was a lot of Elvis playing when I didn't want to hear it, but it, it was there sure. on the radio or whatever. So just to know, just to know the teachers at school, just to know all of them, you know what I mean? Just to know all of them, no, man, I, I passed Elvis, man. You cut that down, now cut me in. Right, for sure, yeah. man. That And that was a, I think for you in your career, man, that, that, that was like a time where, I don't know for you or, you know, but me looking at it, that's like, you have, you have arrived, like, and you came in, like I said, you came in as a big dog. So I know from day one, the mentality always like, you know, I'm, I'm coming in and I'm be that nigga. So, but I know once you got that stat, it was like, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm really in the building. I'm rocking. I'm, you know, surpassing guys like him. And it's like, shit, who else the next big dog? Like anybody else, they saying the big dog, you got to really come holler at me. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, also, you already know, though. It was humble, like I said. That's why I said it's humble, humble. That's why I was humble by it, truthfully. That's why I said the first thought I thought about was my grandmother. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Truthfully, yeah, I mean, any, exactly. Any any accomplishment, any goal achieved from here on out, and from not not at this point, from way back then, from here on, you know what I mean? From then on out, it's always just been you know icing on the cake. Truthfully, sure. I, I got long as long as you get the cake though. Yeah, you, you got, got it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, I made right. sure I got the cake and made sure they put my name on the cake, made sure I got extra sprinkles and everything else is just extra icing on Man, that's love, bro. That's love. So you was actually raised in, in Holly Grove, New Orleans. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, your mother, your mother was actually a chef, man. Like, talk, talk to me about growing up and mom's being able to cook so good. Did you learn anything from her or did you just always couldn't wait to get home to get another meal from mom's? Did she put you on? Funny story, man. First of all, I know you see I ain't the biggest dude in the world, so. <laughs> but you eat, you probably eat like it, cause I'm the same way. <laughs> so you can imagine when I was small, younger, I was very much smaller, so. <laughs> so you already know, mom was a chef, so she cooking all day at work, yeah. you feel me? So when she get to the crib, you know, when she get home after work, I was always the only child. I got a, I got a little brother now, Samaj, shout out Samaj. I was always the only child for so long. When she get home from work, I was so small, man, I ain't in front, I was, Two bowls of cereal. You, you feel me? Two bowls of cereal. I was extra happy with that. So she was always super tired. Like, you know, I cook if you want me to cook, but you know, I was always cool with I mean, I was I was asking her, like, is, can I eat some cereal or can I eat, you know, some hot pockets or something like that? And she was very much cool with that. Also by me being the only child. Now the funny thing is my little bro, he about six two two eighty. Damn. Yeah, so she like she like man, she like man. I ain't had to do nothing. She like you was always good with a sandwich. She like it's Thanksgiving every night for this dude up in here, man. She got every night. 
<laughs> she had him going. I know he was probably trying to eat everything. He's probably trying to eat the house and mo, huh? Real man, I don't, that man don't say nothing. But mine ain't nothing in the fridge. Uh, <laughs> all I do is say shout out to mine. I love you, boy. That's right. That's right, bro. Um, man, yeah. So, so talk to me just briefly, man. Uh, I, I want to go back into your early days growing up in Holly Grove in New Orleans. Um, as a young kid, were there any male influences around you? Because um, you know, I I kind of read some stuff about. Um, you know, a few guys that was in your life. Um, obviously, you know, I heard about your pops growing up, but um, to tell me, like, who was it that you looked up to as a, as a young jit growing up and being in New Orleans and Holly Grove? Like, what was that like? You know, because I'm fr- I'm from South Central California. You know, right. you know, no, you you already know what side I'm from. So, like, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm honest to see like how it was in Holly Grove, bro, and like what was the difference? Not even the difference, but what was it like growing up in New Orleans? Man. You know, like you say, you already know the temperature of the same type. We already from the same, you know, I already know the, 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 the gut of the ground, whatever. You already know what it is. Same thing, same rules. Being young, like, you know, when we, when you was young and when I was young coming up, you already know it was actually a little tough one. You know that meant had the same rules, stay my ass, in, get my ass inside at a certain time, that type of thing. But what, what the, the, as far as role models, what it was, was my mom wanted me to be, you know, on one side of the, on the, one side of the, uh, the boulevard. Mm-hmm. It was this boulevard called Earhart, named after Amelia, Amelia Earhart. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on one side. That was the good side. That was when my grandma lived on that side. Mercy. Right, you know? Mercy, yeah. But I go across that other side, and that was that's who I, the guys from on that other side, I looked at them as role models, and that was people mm-hmm. like um, my cousin Bubba, my cousin Roni, people like that, they taught yeah. me the ins and outs. And also what was good about them was they did all the wrong things. Right. The, the first and last thing they taught, they would teach me and all the kids around me was, y'all don't do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, y'all don't do this. Y'all get from around us when we do this. Right. Y'all can listen to us talk about it. You know what I mean? Y'all can listen to us talk about it. Y'all can see what we go through. And but y'all, we ain't letting you do it. And that was another thing about them because they was the OGs. Even if you wanted to go try to, they, they, they weren't letting they, it. Yeah. yeah, they taking what you got. Let me get that. You ain't gonna know what you're doing. Let me get that. Right. So, right, so, that, so I look up to them for that, and I thank them for that to this day. No, and that's also, love. Also, they was the ones rapping, so they right. the made me want to rap as well. Man, let me. I, I gotta go back because I, man, when you was in second grade, you was you was actually. A, a secondary honor student, bro. Like in, sec- in secondary school, like man, like for, for me, I ain't gonna lie, I never had that stat on my name. I, I was never an honorary student, but like for you in the second grade, bro, like what, what was it about you, bro? Tell you gotta you gotta let me know about that. <laughs> man, my mom was strict, man. Yeah, like you feel me? So I wasn't having it, huh? Oh man, you you, you ain't bringing, you know, if you wasn't bringing A's inside, you yeah. feel me? You had to bring A's inside with my mom. And so that was it. That's no more, no less. Now, you know, I could thank God and, and for the rest of it, for me being gifted or whatever else, uh, right. it being naturally instilled in me, however we want to think about it or word it. But I always say it's plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You, you wasn't bringing no C's and D's. You damn sure wasn't bringing an F in there. Couldn't do oh, it. You weren't bringing it. So that, I, don't even, I don't think I ever made it ever. That's real rap. <laughs> that's, I, I, that's, that's a special stat. I don't know how many people can re- I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can, but you know, on the other side, where we come from, that's a special yeah. stat. Yeah, long, you you got my you have my mom, see to, you got yeah. see, you can't <laughs> bring an F in there, man. I just bought a D through there. I done bought a D through there. And, and once I saw the reaction to the D, right. I was straight. I was straight. No, so definitely. like I said, I, I thank her for uh, for the, for the gift, the, the so so that, yeah, that, that. 
to me, that's that's actually an interesting, uh, you know, point. I look at it because, you know, from someone looking from the outside in, yeah, I'm an athlete. Yeah, playing the NFL. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm strategically smart, street smart, business mm-hmm. smart. So for me, looking outside, looking in, it's interesting because at eight years old, um, you wrote your first rap. And then at by the age of 14, you dropped out of school to pursue your rap career. So how, like that's how, how did that uh managed to happen because obviously moms were so strict, but then I, I guess, yeah. you know, and then I heard about some other things that you had when you was younger going on with, with the self-inflicted uh, gun wound. So I'm just trying to understand it more because did she allow you? I mean, she knew you was like, you wanted to pursue being a, a rap artist or, a, you know, a rapper, but she was so strict on the school. So how how was you able to manage that? I'm, I'm sure that was a lot. So what happened was around, around 11, Around when I was about 11, she let me, uh, I ran into Baby. I met Baby. Yeah. Mom went to school with Baby. Okay. She went to school with Baby and Slim, his, his older brother. Right. Uh, I think one of my uncles was real cool. It was they Him and Slim was friends because mm-hmm. of the age difference. They were they both around the same age, which is my mom's older brother. Right. Mom, my mom was around Baby age, so she knew a lot about Baby. So when I told her who I met, baby, I met baby. I was so excited because baby and them they've been superstars in New Orleans way mm-hmm. before we went, way before we went, we blew up or whatever. They was always cash money was always cash money. What it is, right. it was always that in New Orleans way before it was anything. Okay. And so when I met him, he gave me his card. So at eleven, he was interested in my raps. He was interested mm-hmm. in what I was talking about. So my mom thought it was cool at that age. You know, you eleven. She didn't even know what I was doing. You know, when I just told she, she didn't even know when he come pick me up. She didn't know what the studio was, none of that. She, so, you know, I tell her we went to the studio. She, that's nice. You know, right. she, you know <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. That was nice. You had fun, you know, stuff yeah. like that. You had fun. That's nice. Things like, other than that, though, when the, song, when the album came out, I was 12. Yeah. So she was saying, wait, oh, you you making real music? You know, like, this this really came out. So she, had a, she started having an opinion about it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't need you writing raps in school. I need you to focus on school. Right. And so she and I think what happened was I think I may have bought a bad report card in and she blamed it on, you know, she blamed it on you ain't focused. You you focusing on this rap shit. You mm-hmm. got to get focused. So and that's when she took rap away. You know, like no more rap. You got to get on your school shit. You're going to be a doctor, lawyer or something like that. Also, yeah. given the fact that I was smart and I was mm-hmm. at, a, in, at a secondary school and all that, she was definitely like, you know, rappers don't come from that school. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, you know, I, I need a doctor, a lawyer, something like that to come from that school. Also, I want you, you know, I want you to make better of the name. Mm-hmm. I want you to make better of, of all the people you see around you. I want you to be better than that. So I understood it. But what happened was my stepfather, Reginald, we called him Rabbit, he passed. She met Rabbit. And Rabbit, Rabbit bought me, Rabbit was younger than her. And so mm-hmm. Rabbit was into rap more than she was. She was into rap, but more than rap, more than her, Rabbit was into rap. So he really won't hear me rap. You know, he like, let me hear that shit you writing, boy. Let me hear that shit you talking about. So when I rap it to him, he like, shit, boy, you spitting. So <laughs> he bring me to his homies. Now, mind you, his homies already had a na- nationwide deal. They already was national. They had just, just signed a national deal. He bought me to them. He let them, he played a demo for them and they kept it real with him. They was like, excuse me, it was like, um, it was like, he's, he's great. It was like, we would sign him right now. Right. It was like we would sign him right now and we would put him out next week. Damn. It was like he's awesome. It was like, but he's so cash money. 
<laughs> it, was, it was like he, you know. So that was somebody outside of Birdman. Yeah, that was yeah, that was out. That, that was my my father Reginald. That was his homies. They oh, had was their his own record company. It was called. And they Rock was they was from New Orleans too. Yeah, yeah. They was, was from was, neighborhood too. What was the name of it? My pop's neighborhood, Eastside. They was called Rough Era Records. Rough Era Records. Yeah, okay. and they had just signed a nationwide deal. So, you know, they was popping in the city. You know, them, them boys nation, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so, but they was, they kept it real. It was like, bro, we were realized, Yeah, they realized they couldn't fuck with Cash Money. Nah, they, what happened was Cash Money always had a sound. Right. You know what I mean? They had their own certain sound. They had their own... You know, still to this day, what a lot of people know today, the word, the terms a lot of people know today, they pray, they may have thought it was just a New Orleans term. It, mm-hmm. was, it comes from cash money, like Wody and whoa, right. and all this, all that, you know, twerp something, all that. Yeah, yeah. Now, all that, that was kept dropping. Like, I made drop a blink. All that come from cash money. Right. So, I, so you, so when you, when you was in New Orleans in those days, you know, you know how music is today. If you don't, everybody didn't, who didn't want to sound like cash money, they, they talked about other things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Rough Arrow was one of those labels, you know, they was no, they didn't sound nothing like Cash Money. So when he played my demo for him, you know, I'm on that motherfucker talking about 20 inch rims and I'm talking about, you know what I mean? I'm talking about up Talking about that shit, yeah. You know, I'm gang banging, everything, all this stuff. <laughs> they like, he's so cold, he's so good, but he's he so cash money. Like, they, and he also they, they told him something that made sense to him. It was like, bro, you know, if he, if, if they, it was like, if you let him go over there by, by them, he gonna be their number one everything. Sure. And they already had a, a roster, yeah, of superstars. And then he was like, he was like, he gonna be their number one little nigga. Trust me, he gonna be the number one. He gonna out surpass all them niggas. He gonna be the number. You need to let him go over there. And so it took Rabbit to come home and tell my mama yeah. what he heard of of that whole day. You know, That's crazy. Was like, she was like, okay, well you keeping grades up? Then cash money it is. And That's you already know is. I start bringing A plus plus pluses through that. Day. <laughs> I nigga wasn't striking out at all on that one. What nigga? Hey, not so rapper in the world, nigga. Yeah, nah. So, so I actually, um, you know, I, I, so when you initially went over to, to, um, to Cash Money, they put you with, uh, it was a duel with you and BG, right? Yeah. And and I seen that y'all actually, uh, y'all recorded y'all first, um. Y'all recorded y'all first uh, project, and man, what, what was it? What was the name? Was it? Was that how you living? It was called. Now that's the Hot Boys first. That's time. the Hot Boys. Uh, me and BGs was a uh, true story. True story. Yeah. So and then you was like featured on like three tracks on True Story, right? Yeah, that's when I and that's that's when she did, that was the stu- that was the uh, time when she didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. That's when that came out though, and she was like, "Hold up." Well, you know so you was like fourteen. How old was you then? I was eleven, bro. Damn. And it came out. I re- recorded it at eleven, and it came out when I was when I was twelve. Man, so so that's. Like for me, like that's that's some big time shit, bro. Because bro, since like inside, them boys had to have me back home at a certain Hey, but what what was that like though? I mean, because like you said, when you came into them, so they already had BG, Lil Turk, and Juvenile. I just it was just BG, and they had a roster of, of local artists that of local know, artists. That, that a lot of people know that people never heard of because they that's who those stars were of, of Cash Money. Right. Yeah, artists like uh Pimp Daddy, Miss T, Lil Slim, UNLV was their number one group. Okay, UNLV, I remember that. that was Cash Money. That was UNLV was everything. Right. So out of UNLV, everybody was a spinoff of UNLV. Definitely. Nah, man, that's big. And then I, I I can remember. So when you uh when y'all formed the Southern Hip Hop, when y'all was the Hot Boys, like I remember me, y'all hit the was that the uh was the bling bling on the Hot Boys? 
Bling, all that, yeah. Bling, bling, bling. bling I, 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 on BG. Bling, bling was on BG. Oh, so BG. Okay, so yeah. bling, bling. Because I remember, like, back in, shit, 1999, I was damn I near was like 10. I was like 19 years old. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Because I'm a few years younger than you. So exactly, yeah. at, at that point, or shit, I, no, I was probably, I was like seven, bro. I can't remember. But I remember, like, in Cali, we was rocking with that shit because, you know, y'all had a... We always I had a wave, bro. We always had love in Cali. We always, yeah. not literally, because I mean, even when we always always had a little local, we we would go do shows in LA, and this was way before we signed the Universal deal, right? Yeah, now, I don't that, know how the music got there, but it got there. What What was it about um, the Hot Boys, or not even the Hot Boys? What was it about Cash Money um, that kind of was intriguing to you? Because obviously, I know the relationship with Birdman. Birdman, salute, one of the realest. You know, ever, man, he put you on and, you know, became like a father figure for you. Obviously, um, you know, yeah. his brother Slim got a good relationship with Slim as well, too. Very business minded. And it's something about them. man. like when you first met them, what was it about them that you was like, these, these niggas right here, that these niggas I need to go with? I was so young. First of all, I was just in awe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, first of all, I was in awe. So but once I got older and understand what it was about them, it was their loyalty mm-hmm. and they it was their loyalty to what to them to themselves to them to each other, brothers or not. You already know when you're from the streets, mm-hmm. that don't count. That don't matter a lot of times. You already know how it go. You're right. Their loyalty to each other, everyone around. So what I the number one thing I loved about them was every t- I looked around and they never had a boss. Man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I, I, I was like, damn, they never. I was like, they don't answer to no one. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was, you know what I mean? I was like, they don't. And I was like, and no one around here, every, the number, next thing I loved, I was like, everybody that works around here is somebody that I know. You know, it was like, there's no such thing as a um, miss, a uh, mister. You know what I mean? Like, I, there was no one that works for Kesman that I have to be like, oh, miss such and such because everybody was just- Family. Such, such from the black, yeah. So right, yeah. I noticed that and I was like, they still be, you know, they'll, they'll be, you know, you'll get, to, you'll see when you get to points where you actually probably needed needed someone who went to school for this to right. do certain things but we you I, I, res, I respected that they chose to they chose their friends to put in that position knowing that their friends came off the block and not from college exactly put them in that position and we still was successful so I did my whole that's the that's the same way I run mine right now that that's major man major key major shout out to the blueprint cash money yeah. man uh you know yeah. I feel like shit which I triggered down and you know which I accomplished, man. Like I'm, I'm not even going to talk about when Young Money came around because obviously, you know that that that's tips and hats off to you because how you find how you found Nicki Minaj and Drake. Like we we gonna we gonna speak on that a little bit, but okay. let me let me let me get to uh, some endorsements and sponsorships. Uh, okay. Everybody, go check out Deshaun Jackson Foundation, um, DeshaunJacksonFoundation.com. Um, Got a clothing line, one times one clothing. Uh, shop at DeshaunJackson.com. Actually, want to salute my big bro, Lil Wayne. Actually, had on the one on one hat when he was on uh, Skip. When he was on Skip, uh, Skip Bayless show, man, he was rocking the one on one hat. That's love for my brother. Um, and actually, go check out. I don't know if Big Bro noticed. He probably didn't heard it, but you know, I, I dropped my first. I didn't hear it yet, but I saw it. I dropped my first album, bro. You know, I, I said, "You sure?" I was. I thought it was. A, a, I thought she wrote something wrong in the in the email when she sent me. The, I said, "Man, I think." I said, "She." I said, "Dev, did that mean my next album coming out?" Are you true? And then that's how I had to read. I said, "Okay." I said, "Yeah." I gotta, <laughs> you know, I've been pursuing pursuing music for a while, bro. So I, 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 I officially. I, I heard about. It. I just never heard anything. 
Nah, tap into it when you get some time. I know you're busy, man. Just listen to it one time. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, yeah, sports rhythms and play for life, man. Uh, you know, everybody check that out. And once again, against all odds, it's out on all, streaming on all major platforms. Um, that man got just streaming on all major platforms. Hey, come on, bro. Not only on the football field, nigga. We, we step out when y'all get hurt. What y'all doing, man? When y'all on injury, what y'all doing? Y'all injured, man. Come on, man. Hey, no, nah, that's love. Hey, so, um, I, I, I kind of just uh want to just go back on the music for a little bit and then I want to trigger off to you know just the family man and um you know just a few more topics, bro. And then we're gonna get out of here because I know you're a busy man, but um, you know, in, in 1999, you had your debut album. Um, and that was the block is hot, right? Yeah. So with your with your debut album, um, what? How, how was that for you? Was that a big accomplishment for you? Because obviously, just you know, from when you first came into with the Hot Boys, and you know, you was on uh tracks and albums with them, and then you was finally able to do your debut album. What was that process like for you to to really feel like? You know, because a lot of times you have groups and, you know, they say like the Migos or certain artists, they can't stand or hold their weight on their own two feet. What, mm-hmm. what type of accomplishment was that for you? And like, you know, how was that process? Did you was like, I'm, I'm ready to jump off the porch or like, what was that like for you? The way Slim, the way Slim and Baby, you know, the way the way our process and the way our situation was always structured, it was always um it was like, you know, like football. You know what yeah. I mean? Like what I mean by like football is, you know, like basketball. You know, when you coming out of high school or whatever in basketball, man, you are your face is seen. So you know, you know, before you even get to the league, you already been named the best person, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You even got a team, so you are. You know what I mean? In yeah. football, you awesome in high school. You awesome in in bitty ball. You yeah. awesome in college. You still gotta show me something. Right. You, know you get you get drafted. You get you get in the top. You got drafted in the top in the first round. You still gotta show me. Something. <laughs> show me something. Still gotta play for the rookie. Now you gotta show me something. You know what I mean? Go, so that's so that's how slimming them. That's how everything was always set up. Yeah. And, they, and also so and they, they also have that Belichick thing. Meaning you know how they always be like Belichick treated Tom the same way he treated everybody else. Gotcha. They didn't treat you know juvenile walking in that bit with like four Grammys. You right. Know that nigga was two minutes late. What you doing? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So that they with that said, the, when your solo time when, when it was time for solo album, we worked so much. Mm-hmm. So it was never you never really went in there and said, I'm recording my solo album right now. Right. It was just we worked. It was just working. We worked every day, yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden you might come in there and all of a sudden Manny might say, Let me get two more songs because we got a solo album together for you. Right. And I just need a single. And so with that said, so when it's time to put the album out, my first solo album out, to me, it was more of an exam, a test. That you shit know? was already ready to go. The music was already yeah. ready, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm just worried about, man, am I hope, you just be hoping you're going to do um, just as well as your brother did. I was just, uh, truthfully, mm-hmm. I was just hoping I'd do just as well as Juvie did. Right. You know what I mean? Because I was like, you know, when Juvie dropped, he, shit, everybody, was, we was all happy. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, it's my soul. When the Hot Boys dropped, we popped off same way. I was yeah. like, oh, it's solo time. I got, I was like, shit. Then I got that, I got that confidence from Slim. He always had the, the most confidence in me. Like, you know, Slim always felt that I was a Tupac or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit, you, know? you is. And in my eyes, you, you, was one, you was one of my favorite artists. You know, you and Tupac damn near on the same totem pole with me, man. So I, I, I definitely feel like, man, shit, I, 
we ain't gonna speak on what I feel. We already know what I feel, yeah. man. Cause it's a pleasure for you to even come to Fade the Booth, bro. Like this shit, like what I want people to understand about Fade the Booth, like this shit personal, bro. Like we don't got no script. We ain't sticking Not to nothing. Like this That's shit open, bro. We gonna talk shit. We gonna be ourselves, bro. And they gonna love us, so they gonna hate us for it. You get what I'm saying? For real, for real. So like, man, like shit, you sold over 120 20 million records worldwide, yeah. including 15 million albums and 37 digital tracks. That yeah. like, like to me, like that, like <laughs> that's world record numbers that you shattering, bro. Like, and and we, what's what's different about us? Cause you know, I was I was able to you know beat Jerry Rice's records for most deep uh, touchdowns over sixty yards oh, two years ago. Hey, I'm talking my shit. You feel me? So I was able to get, I was able to accomplish that. But I feel like with us, bro, like that shit is. That shit is something we already knew we could do, bro. So, like, it ain't like we walking around feeling no type of way different, bro, because we expected yeah. that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, for you, I, I feel like I could speak on that for you because I feel like we're we're, we're very similar, bro. So, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, for, for, for me, though, what, like, does that change anything? Are you just like, shit, I'm humbled and I'm blessed to be able to do that? Like, God's blessed to me, like... What's the mentality on that, bro? Like, because everybody's not able to understand that shit. Like, we got little kids sitting back home watching this. And you know, I do this shit to inspire the youth, bro. So like, get, get, get some insight, bro. This is this is a point of my show. I call it the billionaire talk. Like, you know, we all shooting for that for that high reach, man. Like, get some inspiration to the youth. Somebody sitting back that might be the next Lil Wayne or the next Deshaun Jackson. First thing, I ain't in front. The first thing I thought about, like I said, after every accomplishment, first thing I thought about was like you said earlier, like the Elvis thing. First thing I thought about was, man, that ain't enough. Right. You know, that, that ain't enough. That's why I'm still in here right now. Definitely. That's what I mean, right now. I was like, you know, <laughs> you know, like that what that was that's very nice. That's all awesome. yeah. thank God for it. I'm not gonna wood, thank God for it, but man, I'm trying to knock on wood forever. You feel mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, you know what I mean? I'm trying to keep going until I can't go no more. Mm-hmm. And um my sons, I have three three boys and of course my beautiful daughter. Right. But my three boys, they really, they really like music and they really want to pursue rap. They are too young of an age right now, but mm-hmm. I already know when I am ready to stop, you know, the, ready to get from out the boot, the boot is all it is. And so I already know that for another journey and that go me going right back to it and being just as into it again. And I already know how it's going to be. So shit, I- the accomplishments, like I said, the icing on the cake, man. Right now, I feel like that's, that's the, um, that's the responsibility we have as men. I think like, like you said, we speak on it for our kids alone, but it's it's so much bigger than our kids because we do so much work in the community. We have a lot of people sitting back like, it's crazy because we got a lot of people really praying on our downfalls, but then we got a lot oh, yeah. of people that support oh, yeah. us as well too. You get what I'm saying? So like f- f- for me, bro, the community work and just like the kids, like it's a bigger responsibility than, than us. Like, mm-hmm. like, like me, once I had kids, it wasn't about me no more. It wasn't about the Deshaun Jackson needs and wants. Like, fuck that. I got to do it for my little niggas. You get what I'm that's saying? Natural, too. If, I mean, right. Like you said, if you're a real man, then shit. That, that's, if you're a real man, then that come natural. You already subtracted yourself from everything. Exactly. And, 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 and being the influence, like being the influence to your kids, because you're, you know, I respect you. It's a lot of men out there, man, that, you know, have kids and, you know, are not in these babies' life. So, like, for you... What's your inspiration to be a father? Like, what I, I know you said your your sons are you know pursuing rap and all that, but like, what is it that makes you feel good about being Lil Wayne? That you know that their relationship is, or like, obviously they have something big to look up to. You get what I'm saying? That that shit gonna be hard for them to make it to, but you always want your kids to be better than you. So like, yeah. What, what hey. type of motivation are you giving your kids for that? 
first of all, I, I make sure whatever they into, to, they, I make sure that they really into it. I don't even try it. Don't even don't even play with it. Don't even talk about it. You know what I mean? Go go full throttle on whatever you love. I mean, I mean whatever it is, because you, you, I tell you, I try to teach them. Thank God for the opportunity mm-hmm. to do what you love, and then thank God for the for the ability to love right. what you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, I, it's it's their space. Long as you, long as you're serious about whatever it is, mm-hmm. as long as you're serious about whatever it is, that's all I try to teach them. So they, so you know, I mean, also they get to see how much I work. Right. You know, they get to see how much I work, and I start noticing. You'll start noticing within, you know, within, you'll start noticing how they look at things different, you know, mm-hmm. and how and how as time goes, you'll start noticing them catching on, you know what I mean, and start no, and you'll see, you can see their minds, they're you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So plain and simple, my motivation to them is just try to be, I try to be the best I can be, right? You know what I mean. And, just and then to, they follow, then they follow suit. Follow suit, man. Rather it's a rap or whatever that is, they what they want to do it. They want to make cloths for a living, man. You better make the best fucking <laughs> best cloth. The best fucking cloths. <laughs> you know I mean? so, and that that plan to silver. That's and also when um to answer the question when you asked me, uh you asked before and within that same question, you asked, you asked, what is my motivation to do to be a great father as mm-hmm. well? My plain and simple, man, that motivation came from my real father, not Rabbit. That's who I consider. That's who I speak on, Rabbit. Oh. My real father, that motivation came from him from the moment how he not how he wasn't a father. Exactly. How he left my mom and how he left me out there and how he still, you know what I mean? So that was my motivation right there. That's love, that, man. That, that, that taught you early. Myself. Yeah. Nah, that I, taught you. Yeah. And she also nah. taught me, you know, she taught me. Right, my mom's taught you being both exactly. being both parents for sure. Exactly. No, that's that's interesting. Um, I want two more things, bro. We hit up out of here, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so we 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 know you uh you 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 share some time in jail, man, and you you actually wrote a book while you was in jail. Uh, <laughs> but man, Records Island, man, I, I did my research on Records Island. You you spent how how long did you spend? What a year, like eight months there? Eight months, yeah. Eight months there at Records Island. What what was that like for you? And then talk to me a little bit about your book that you wrote while you was in jail. First of all, the book, man. I don't want nobody to be thinking I'm an author or nothing like that. The book wasn't nothing but just my little my little journal, man. Right. Okay. My journal every day I wrote, and it was my homie's idea, um, Mac idea, and to make it you know, like, man, we could public, we could put this out, man. People want to see this. Don't just throw this away. That's all that really was. But shout out, Mac, man. Shout, shout out, out to Big Mac. Homie. <laughs> yeah, always thinking. But um, other than that, man, as far as what it was for me, like what it was like back there, cold, man. I'm from the south, man. <laughs> That's what it was like back there, man. It was cold. it was freezing, huh? It was cold. It was so cold for me to think, possibly care or worry or stress about anything else. That's how for from a nigga for a, from the south, right? For me, every day it was just about man. Can you you ain't want your jacket today? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I love that all the, all the people I was in there was from New York. So they looking at me, man, it's hot, man. They walking, thank you. Let me get your jacket. Right. <laughs> Other than that, though, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta thank the people who I was who I was surrounded with when I was in there, and also the people who my my inner circle that was outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those who came. I, there was two visit days a week. Um, I don't think I ever. For those whole eight months, that was probably never. I didn't miss one day of a visit of visitation. That's I have good, real good people, I have real good friends, and real good family. People. That support was big for you. I'm sure that you real needed big. that. That was real big, and also the fans, my God, man. 
the fans, literally, bro, literally, bro. I had to get my mail. So on those two those two days of visitation, all both all, all every time they had they came, I would have to get my my mail from say the visitation was Wednesday and Friday or whatever. I would have to get my mail that came from Friday up until that Wednesday. Then give the mail that came from whatever to the because I couldn't bring the mail. I couldn't let it bring it myself. It was a fire hazard. Damn. I was getting 10,000, 10,000 to 15 to 20,000 uh, letters a day. And wow. that's uh, that let them know who they had in there. You that got was love. Yeah. <laughs> you got Elvis Presley. Like, <laughs> you got Elvis Presley. You got to do let it go, man. I got a fire hazard of love in here, man. This ain't nothing to love, man. Get, let me get about this joint, man. <laughs> let me go get man. back to that lifestyle, man. Come on. And they put me in a hole for iPod, man. Oh, come on, man. You a rapper. What the hell we doing? Not an iPad, not an iPhone, <laughs> an iPod, bro. They didn't want me to listen to no music. I said, come oh. on. <laughs> they was tripping, man. It was tough, but it was hey, all good. Nah, that's good. Hey, um, so back in, um, I think, was it 2012 that Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans? Is that, yeah, 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 around 2012. I, I saw you help rebuild a, a park in, in oh, New yeah. Orleans. Um. I know Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina, man, it, it wiped New Orleans out, bro. And, you know, I, I can remember back then that was that was a tough time for me to see because, you know, I, I got roots in, in New Orleans. My sister actually went to, um, well, no, she didn't, my, damn, where she went to Grant, not Grant, damn, where the, uh, Tuskegee. My sister went to Tuskegee, but um, her husband is from Louisiana. So, you know, my sister used to stay in Louisiana, New Orleans. I used to go out there, Baton Rouge. You know what's crazy, bro? I almost... End up going to LSU, but Nick Saban left, bro. Mm. You remember Nick Saban had left and went to Miami? Yeah, I was I was about to commit to LSU, bro. And it was I love right. it. was something about the Creole food and the Cajun food. Like Boy. Nick, but I, them women out there back in the day, I used to love Louisiana. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it was it was so close. But Nick Saban left and he blew it for me. But man, I I, I like I say, man, I got a lot of ties in, in New Orleans and Louisiana, man. Um what, what what was that process like for you when, once that Katrina hit? And I'm sure it was a lot of stuff messed up, but for you to kind of, you know, just donate and get back to the area you come from, man, that, that speaks a lot about yourself. Thank you, bro. I was, I mean, for I, like, I was more worried about the people in the city, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like I said, I know I'm, I'm blessed, man. So I, as far as any damage, what I mean by that, as far as any damage into my place, of course, my place got messed up. Everybody's place got messed up. I was just more worried about the people that are that I know that was still actually there. You know, mm-hmm. what I, mean? I know people that was like I wasn't I wasn't in the city around that time. But so I, I watched it like you, like everybody. I watched it on television, so it sucked. You know, what I mean, right. you just sitting there watching your city, seeing people on the on the roof, on the roof, on top of roofs of their houses and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And now they didn't tore all those places down. Those shits, condos now and shit. They didn't tore all the projects down. And I mean, blamed it on Katrina when you know it probably something else. But they was already trying to do it anyway. But like other than that, just to see the city, just to see the city stand up after that. You know what I mean? To see the city, the, the strength of the city come together and mm-hmm. people come together and come back. A lot of right. people left and couldn't come back. It ain't that they left and they didn't want to come back. It's not because they, they couldn't. couldn't. Come back. The houses was gone. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So wherever they restarted that, it's hard to restart. So come back home and restart again. Yeah, so, it's tough. As far as the, the um the, my park, that was the park I played football for. Right. So, uh, yeah. So what happened was I was gonna redo that regardless. That was C- Katrina, or not. I was gonna do that regardless. And what? But what happened? The way Katrina um 
what, what Katrina had to do with it was they the city ended up turning that park into uh just a I don't say a dump or a waste spot, but they they put a bunch of porta potties in there and just they they used it as a, a you know just let's dump a lot of stuff. Storage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I had to pay for them to get all that out of there. Yeah. And, I, and I, then you know make sure the park was straight and made redid the park and shit. The best part about that, bro, when I was locked up, I, I we put a gym in that park. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the best part about it, I got a letter, man, and. I always t- told myself out of all these damn letters I get, for whatever the reason, or the reason why I read any one of them, it gotta be a reason because it's so many. Right. <laughs> I always you just pick one, boom, you must be special, you know. So when I man, I opened one of them and it was somebody from New Orleans and it, it was like uh they had pictures from before and they had it um before and you know after pictures. And it was right. like Wayne, I just want to thank you for putting this. Um it was from they're from the hood, from the hot from Holly Grove. Mm-hmm. It was like, I want to thank you for putting the gym, redoing the park and putting the gym in the park. They was like, you know, we ain't got no gyms around here. And they was like, you know, I, I got to have a membership to be a, a part of the closest gym around here. And I ain't got no membership, no money, whatever, whatever. It was All like, right. you put the you put the gym in the park. It's just free shit. Like, I just want to tell you thank you. And I want to show you what you've done for me. Mm-hmm. And of course, there was, a, there was obese. And the picture they that picture they showed after that, that new picture had me trying to write them back. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, I was like, damn, this is what that gym do? <laughs> right. Nah, that's that's nah, nice though. So you was, was able to get that letter stuff. while you was in jail? Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's dope. Just I know that. I know that was special for you. you I just picked that letter up and read it, and that's what I was like. See, there's a reason you read everything like, happened for a reason. Exactly. Yeah, man. Like, what well, what's your mindset on like? Because you know, I, I read something. They said it said like you kind of want your charity work to go like under the radar. Like, which, I mean, I do the same thing. Like, I feel like when you do stuff, you don't have to always do it for media or for publicity stuff. It's like, yeah, out the goodness of your heart. You get what I'm saying? So I respect it about you, man. Definitely. Like, like don't be publicizing my shit. Like, it's cool to some people to know, but like, keep that shit on the low. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, I, I mean, the, the reason for that, plain and simple, I get that from my mom and my grandmother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That, the first thing they would always, and it ain't got nothing to do with the charity. They just would always tell me the same thing I told you. I tell my kids. They always tell me, you know, if you're gonna do something, do it for real. Kind of sounds true. If you're gonna do something, do it for real. And once you do it for real, it kind of wipes out. It kind of wipe out anything else. Meaning, it kind of wipes out. You want to make sure somebody knew you did it. It wiped out. It wipes out all that. Man, I did this for real. You know what I mean? Like if somebody's in getting gotten to some situations or whatever. And I feel I want to help out. I make Mac find that person's number. Right. You know I mean, I'm, I don't want to donate nothing to the city. I don't want to donate nothing to the no, I find that, that person. person. Yeah. It's a, it's a different connection. Yeah. Call them and ask them. I don't want to just donate no anything to them. Call them and ask them, man, what you need? You what know, you right need? now. What you need right now? <laughs> Well, how can I help you? <laughs> how can I help you, right? Like, what you, I know a lot of everybody else saying they're going to donate this, and I know this, that. What you can actually use right now. And when they mm-hmm. give you that answer, I got that. Thank you. No, yeah. that, that, that yeah. definitely, that's, that speaks like, because I feel like myself, um, you know, we we both know where we came from, and we both know the struggle, we both know the slum. So for me personally, man, I feel like, you know, the opportunity, I when I go back to South Central LA areas, you know, I, I'm trying to grab them people out. I'm trying to give them people hope because I know what it was like to be stuck in them in a situation. So, like for yourself, I I feel like we both do such a good job of that because at the end of the day, when we go back to the places, we know what it's like to be stuck in that shit, bro. When we That's able to help, job. we able to help change people's lives to be the next rappers and to be the next athletes. For yourself, I know you started your uh your own sports agency, man. Like for someone that's actually a mogul in music 
to go over to the other side of it. Cause you know, I'm trying to do the same thing as far as, you know, me being a, a superstar with in the NFL and trying to cross over to the music, mm-hmm. like what's some advice you could give me to, you know, continuously, you know, strive on the music side, kind of how you came over to, to the sports industry and was successful with your sports agency. First one, first one be the same one I've been saying the whole time. <laughs> Simple. If you're going to do it, do it for real. Right. You know what I mean, do it for real. Um, Second thing, remembering music, remembering music and football. I mean, sports period. Y'all, you know what I mean? There's always not judgment, but y'all go, numbers is a stats is always, mm. kept, you know what I mean? It's just so, and it matters. Y'all stat mm. the stats and numbers, y'all resumes and all that matter for real, right. for real in sports, any sport. Just always remember music, music is creativity. And if, you know what I mean? So when, but with that, with that being said, when you create, when you're creating something, make sure, make sure you love it. You know what I mean? Make sure, as long as you love it, you never, you never worry about who doesn't. You know what I mean? You never worry about who doesn't. The only thing that matters to you is who loves it. That's cold. And so that, that's, so if you're going, when you cry, if you're going to do that music, remember, man, I'm creating right now. So I'm not creating this for no one else, but the one someone who loves it myself and everyone who loves it if you don't love it that's fine remember that is fine because i didn't create it for it to be judged or nothing i created it for the love the love exactly no that's that's a good philosophy bro i i i look at it as a Fuck kind of what everybody else feel think about okay. it because at the end of the day, if I love this shit, I don't give a fuck who exactly. love it. That's the is that is that taking it right? Yeah, you already know, man, bro. I picked up a guitar. I didn't did a whole rock album, but you know how I many people you already know. I didn't <laughs> been on literally, bro. I didn't been on. I remember being on stage as on tour, and I remember when I first started doing it because people didn't know the song uh, "Leather So Soft." Mm-hmm. My leather so soft. My top oh, so, so but you know that. I, I'm yeah. playing on that song. So people then so every time we would I do that song in my show, you know, my homies come, they bring they bring the guitar out on stage, bro. I'll get I, the booze start coming. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, what are you doing? You know, the guitar, what is he doing? Right. And same them same cities, probably a, not even a year later. I picked up one of the guitars, the guitar hit the stage. As soon as they see it coming from behind the curtain, they scream. Ah! That's because I put out two. That's because I put out a rock album and it went number one. That's yeah, yeah, right. That's the, that's to go back to the numbers and the stats. Exactly, and that's just to show them that no, when I picked, I ain't just pick up this guitar for leather so soft. No, right. I'm at home really doing this. I'm about to put out a whole rock album for y'all, and that's ended cool. up on the Country Music Awards with Kid Rock playing. Like Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you do that. I'll tell you what you know what I mean. Come on, man. Come on, man. Hey, so so that kind of get into to, to my next one, and then we're gonna speak on the Packers, and I'm gonna let you live your life, bro. Cause I appreciate you coming to the booth, man. Hey, um, h- how did you get into skateboarding, bro? Like, and what was that like for you? Cause obviously, like you said, that's almost like picking up the guitar. I'm sure people mm-hmm. are like, man, what the hell this nigga trying to skateboard now? Exactly. And yeah. I see I you tried. actually, you got a lot better than your initial first oh, yeah. few days when you got on. Yeah. How, where did that come from? Man, there was a show, there's a show, um, there's a place, first of all, called Camp Woodward. Okay. And Camp Woodward is like a place um, kids go, other, more than kids, they go and they teach them, they teach you more about everything. Anything that's, you know, a lot of skating, biking, whatever. But also I think uh, you go there for art and talent, I mean like creative arts as well. 
Right. And it's just one of those places. And they, but they had a television show, like a reality show that was coming on every day. I got locked into it. You know, and you get, I got, what do you call it? I start binging it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the dude that was on there that was skating, man, that kid looked like he was having the time of his life on that board. <laughs> It's, I was like, man, dude having a little too much fun. I was like, man, he looks so into it. Yeah. His name is Alex Mittler, by the way, because he a dog, not in the skate world. He a dog. Shout out, Alex. I still right. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you just put that part out recently, too, Alex. I saw your, your part on that part that just came out. <laughs> fucking killed it, boy. Shout out, Alex, man. Shout out, Alex. But yeah, and he was having so much fun, man. I was like, I really didn't even know what skating was, so I just called called Mac and it was like, I want to skate, but I was like, man, I'll put a ramp on my roof. <laughs> so they put a ramp on the roof at the crib. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I ain't even know what skating was, because I ain't, I, I street skate now. You on the so roof. I, I thought skate was just a ramp. I just thought I need a ramp. And so, right. so that's, I found, I had to learn that, okay, that's just vert, that's vertical skating. They got all kinds of ways of skating. <laughs> so I found my niche in skating. And so I called back and was like, I'm a street skater. So I, now next to the ramp, I need you to put a street skating spot, a street skating platform. So I had the whole park on the roof. But Damn. it rained so much in Miami. And so, you know, we could, so I had to get the, the indoor. indoor. That's where I'm at right now. That's what's up, bro. Salute to you, man. Shit, I used to, hey, I don't know if you know, you probably don't know, but I used to skateboard when I was young. So I used to do little kick flips and all that shit, but you way more advanced. I, bro, I used to fall and shit. So. Bro, bro, I just had YG. We just shot a video recently. YG, man, that, and we shot it in here at the, at the park. Yeah, I just came. He gave me. He came. Gave me a skateboard already. You know, rest. We gave him a skateboard. <laughs> right. I thought he was just being nice. I see yeah. him with another one. I see him just sat down. And nigga asked for, for like anybody got two. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there looking like, what do you need a tool for? Because the only thing you can need a tool for is, is putting a skateboard together. Right. And put a whole skateboard together. I'm still looking like. Is he just about to give me that one and show me that he put it together? Man, that nigga get on the board and go to kick flipping downstairs and everything. I'm like, man, you niggas be having hidden talents. Hey, for real. I got be putting that shit up. I'm like, come on, man. Man, doing double kick flips, heel flips. I'm like, man, come on, man. Fuck that shit come from. And Chucks. And Chuck T- Chucks, man. Come on, man. Hey, man. Hey, so let me, I'm going to change the subject just a little bit real quick. Uh. Man, the Kobe song you put together, man. Yeah. You, you, you know, I got I got my Lakers shit on right now, man. Diehard Lakers fan. Kobe, Kobe Bryant, man. Speak speak on Kobe Bryant for a second, man. I know we lost our brother to a to a brutal a brutal helicopter crash, man. That shit hurt the whole world. Man. Talk to me about your relationship with, with with Kobe Bean for a second. First of all, prayers up to the family. First of all, prayers up to the families of all those lost in that tragedy that day. Um, mm-hmm. and uh. For us, man, Kobe, man, is a, a brother, bro. Kobe, I've sat down, sat down, and, you know, he, I've eyed to eye with Kobe before, and he told me something, you know, I, he, everybody got the same story almost. Uh, it's kind of like the Jordan thing. You When you hear people say they met Jordan, and you can hear the top people in the world that say they met, and they still be like, man, it's, a, oh, it, it's like a guy like the guy. So when Kobe is the same story, not the godly thing, it's just, he has the same story from everybody when they say they met Kobe the same way. They, they and he dropped a jewel, you know what I mean? Like he's gonna drop a dime on you some kind of way. And if you really sit down, I've really had to um, thank God. I've had the opportunity to sit down with him mm-hmm. and just talk to him, and we questioned each other. It was almost uh, it was we was it was an interview. 
you know, and we were interviewing each other. And man, it was so, so much I learned from that right there about him and about life and just plain and simple, man. You, you'll see that he is almost like you could tell that there's nothing. He don't, it's nothing probably that he didn't learn from. You know what I mean? Dang. He's like, learn, you know, that, that cliche, you learn something new every day. Sure. I think, yeah, I think he definitely did. He definitely did. You could tell he was so into it, so, so deeply into everything. You know what I mean? He had more, he had something to say and most, and nine, nine times out of nine, it was the truth. It was facts. So something to say about everything. Mm-hmm. And I always had, and I was definitely ready to listen. And I remember I had that sit down with him um, recently before he passed, I had to sit down with him and man, that was one that I won't ever forget that one. And of course I've been with him plenty of times before that we've had photo shoots together, mm-hmm. me and him with the, the awards and, Man, he's always had a liking into my music. So, mm. you know, Kobe, like Brian, he run his whole ship. So he was, right. anything I've ever done with Kobe, it was because he said, you know. Directly with Kobe. Yeah, yeah, I want Wayne to do this. And I've literally been on covers, magazine covers with that man. And it was all because of him. Man, yeah, rest in peace, man. Like you said to everyone that, uh, you know, lost in that that tragic uh, accident. Um, You know, for me, what I take out that, man, and, I, I, you know, I look up to, you know, people like, you know, yourself, the Kobe Bryant's, the Michael Jordan's. Like, I think the thing that, that sits out the most about me is the worth ethic. You get what I'm saying? And like oh, me, I, I, I'm young coming into it, looking up to guys like yourself and Kobe. So it was just something about the worth ethic. Like he was in the gym shooting all day. You in the studio all day. Like y'all don't leave, y'all don't leave that shit. Y'all really sleep, shit, breathe. Like everything is revolved around that. So for me, I had to implement it in my, in my game, bro. And I just want to salute y'all for even showing me the way to that shit, bro. For real, man. Salute you for noticing. And yeah, much love, man. So my, my last question for you, bro, and we gonna get out of here, man. Like, talk to me, man. You a huge Green Bay Packer fan, Aaron Rodgers, Cheeseheads. Like, I, I mean, come on, you know, I'm an NFL player myself, and you know, it's it's mutual respect on our ends. But man, talk to me about about how you feel about the Packers and what they gonna do this year, man. Man, we look good right now. We lost that one, uh, that other one that was a head scratcher. And I can tell you what I'm happy about though. I'm happy that right after we lost to them boys, them boys ain't stopped. Them boys been doing everybody something. So that, that, that you know, that you already know it ain't about who you, it ain't about how many you want, it's about who you beat. Right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be For all right. Sure. But that AFC, the AFC. Yeah, they, they cold. The AFC cold. Yeah, <laughs> the AFC ain't looking like this for some years, man. Man, them AS Tyreek Hill, them, them uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, you know Andy Reid. I came in, Andy Reid was my coach. Be, so man, I know. It's, it's a lot of similarities. He always called me like, man, you and Tyreek, it's something about y'all. But man. like like me, bro, like man, Tyreek Hill, like he almost, I mean, not Tyreek, uh Patrick Mahomes was like almost like how me and Vic used to be back in the day. You remember how me and Vic was back, back in the 20s? Man, man, come on, man. <laughs> man it's, it's kind of, it's unfair. Them boy, them that, that type Tyreek is unfair. That is right. totally unfair, man. That is, is totally, that man is really too fast, man. He the, he the truth, right? He, man, he the cheater. <laughs> man, can we please give hold up, though? Can we please? Everybody gave DK that love. Shout out DK, he a dog. Ain't stupid fast when he went gun slam down. Right. When he went gun, gun slam yeah, down. Yeah, uh, Buddha Baker. Buddha Baker, and they, they, now, they clock slam, they clock, they clocked him at about 22 or 20 something miles per hour, something like that. Right. No one noticed though that same day, if not it would, that same day, that same week of games, we was laughing at that boy, uh, 
from the Giants, the quarterback. Oh yeah, Daniel. That was and you know that they was playing at, us. Yeah, bro, they was playing was, us when he fell. We were laughing at him when he fell. Yeah. Bro, you do no one knows that they clocked him at 21 miles per hour, man. That was 20. And they clocked DK at 22, man. That boy fast. So the next game, that boy broke one. Yeah, he did. That boy <laughs> broke one. I said, bro, that dude fast, bro. Hey, buddy, buddy be putting him up and putting him down, don't he? Man, but yeah, it's my, you know, you already know who I got in the Super Bowl. You already know. I got I already know. It's, it's all good. We gonna have, we, we probably going to have to play him in the playoffs. So, you know, just... Yeah. You you could you could go for the the cheese heads, but just make sure you roll for root for your no, boy. You already know, man. I appreciate you coming on to the booth, man. Y'all know it's the one and only man, Lil Wayne, man, my big no. brother, the realest no. nigga I know. Hey, man, keep doing your thing, man. Much love, man, and happiness, Good brother. Stop, man. Love, man. I got the money, but my pride keep me in the streets. I got the hustle, but we guarantee we gon' go. I got a few plays. I'm quarterback. I'm Tom Brady, 12 in the pack. And I'ma throw it, get my arm crazy. If I'm playing too hard, you gotta get up off me. If I'm playing the ball, you can't come cross. 100,000 for this chain, that's small change. 10 mil for the crib, I'm in my own lane. I need it all, I built it up and said, fuck the pain. And now my kids get the money from my mutual funds. I set it up, I'm so cold, I'm the chosen one. All these niggas hating on me, I don't say a word. And now my name ring bells All across the world see my name ring bells My name ring bells All across the world yeah, my name ring bells Name ring bells All around the world yeah, my name ring Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host By subscribing to the show And giving us a 5 star rating On your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com And search for B-L-E-A-V On YouTube